I heard someone say, stop telling God how big your problem is and start telling your problem how big your God is. Amen. I'm convinced of it. So thank you. Thank you for believing. Thank you for praying. Thank you for being a people that carry the heart of God for this territory in your heart. Praise God. Well, if you haven't met me before, my name is David and my wife Ruth is here somewhere. There she is. And we are the senior leaders of Glory City Church here in Darwin. And we're blessed to have you um, here tonight. We have a very special guest, Pastor Catherine Ruanala, our mama bear um, ministry tonight. So I'll introduce her shortly. I want to just go through a couple of quick announcements. And then um, Julio will be doing the offering after that. And then we will invite Catherine up to give her as much time as we can. A couple of things. On the 26th, 27th and 28th of April, the last Thursday, Friday, Saturday of this month is the Glory City Network Conference in Brisbane. It is not too late to register. So I know that there's cheap flights, kind of the cheap and nasty tiger flights that you can duck down to to Brisbane for that, but it's going to be a significant time where all the Glory City Network churches are gathering at um, Brisbane to celebrate what God is doing. The theme is momentum, which is the exact thing that God has been releasing over his church and particularly the Glory City Network. There's how many churches? We don't remember. Yeah, all over, all over the world. God's doing stuff and the Glory City Network, by God's grace, has been positioned to be used of God as an accelerant in this hour. So I want to invite you to come to that. You can register online. You can look it up on the Glory City Brisbane website. All the details are there, 26th, 7th and 8th of April. More locally, we have an exciting Church Together event with Paul Scanlon. I'm not sure if you know Paul Scanlon. He's like a world-class international speaker, leader. He talks at Hillsong Conference. He's an absolute amazing gem in the body of Christ. He's coming to Darwin on the the, um, the 12th of May. It's being hosted at C3 Church. It's a combined Church Together event. Um, Compassion is actually the ones that have brought him to Darwin. So There'll be a, a compassion um, presence there. But I want to I urge you, you know mine and Ruth's heart, the leadership of this church, that we're not about trying to build a little empire. We're about seeing a city saved. And we realize that we need, very, we need the, the entire church functioning together as one, together, to see that happen. So I want to encourage you to come along. You will be so blessed by that. You'll be able to see more information um, on the, the C3 website or Compassion as well, but that's, that's in May, the 12th of May. It's a, it's a Saturday night. It's the weekend of, of Mother's Day, I understand, the Saturday night of Mother's Day. Also, Church Together, there's a women's conference. What are the dates? I'm not sure what the dates are. Hang on a second. When is it? This fly is full of awesome information. The last weekend of May, Women's Territory Conference. 
the last week, the last weekend in May. Get along to that. Women, again, Ruth and a few crew went last year. And again, our main heart is just to represent our heart for unity in the Northern Territory. We want to back what the church is doing and then support it and serve it and encourage it and be front and center to represent our heart for unity to get behind what God's doing. Also, on not this Friday coming, but in a week, but two weeks. Whoopsie, someone's fingers caught in the door. Two weeks from now, we have Daniel Hagen, who's a pastor of a church in Melbourne called Fire Church, and he and a man named Ben Fitzgerald are leading a movement called Awakening Australia, which is a huge event happening in November in Melbourne at Etihad Stadium. It's more than an event. It's a movement, again, of unity and churches, people rising up to believe God to shake this nation. So Dan Hagen is going to be coming in two weeks' time to our church to be casting vision. As well, we'll be inviting other churches to the Friday night for them to hear it as well. Praise God. Papa G. This is Julio, one of the leaders of our community. We love him dearly. Give him a round of applause. Who here is currently finding finances a bit of a challenge or businesses struggling? Put your hands up if you are. Okay. You guys are going to be the first to give tonight because you're going to give seed for a breakthrough. I really believe God is going to... God is moving tonight. Like that picture he showed me before about the puzzle and things clicking together. God is going to click together finances, I believe, tonight. My heart so burns for our community to see what the Father sees about giving and generosity. One of the biggest things that, that hit me was the fact that God led by an example. The gospel tells us how to live. And the gospel story is about the Father giving his only son so that he could reap many sons. And that's the message of giving. If we realise that God set an example by giving all that he had and we buy into that, we align our hearts with the heart of the Father for his people. This isn't a message on giving. This is to stir you guys up. This is to stir us up, to awaken us. Just like we're being awakened to righteousness, I believe God wants to awaken us to generosity and to giving. Because as we give, we get freed from ourselves. We really do. And a very practical way of doing that, Lou and I give a minimum of 10% plus on top of that whatever God leads us to give. We support other ministries and ministers of the gospel on top of that. And I believe what God is calling us to do is to actually become consistent in every area of our lives. As we become consistent, as we, we partner with the nature of our Father, we become more like Him, we become free. I've never seen a generous person with issues ever because we're not caught up with ourselves we're caught up with God and one of my fa- one of my love languages is giving and gifts if you don't know 
And that, that just sets me free, gets me excited because God gave his son because he loved me so much. He gave his son because he loved you so much. He gave everything. And I want to encourage and invite us to go on a journey with God, which is to become a generous church, to become a generous family. So tonight, those that have been struggling with business or with finances, I want you to stand up. And I want you to come forward. This is the money pot, the miracle pot. It begins from here. I've been here so many times growing up as a Christian. The first time I did this, I was at a, um, it was a T.L. Osborne conference. I had $100 left in my wallet. And the, there was a calling that came out and said, there's 100 people with $100 that are going to be giving tonight and there's going to be a breakthrough miracle. I was finishing Bible college and I had no money to pay. And I felt God say, give it away. Give all you've got. So I did. And at the end of that night, this lady who was a single mother came and tapped me on the shoulder and said, God told me to pay your Bible college fees. She didn't know me. She didn't know I was going to Bible college. She paid a $2,500 bill because I responded to the heart of the Father. This is what God does. But it's about consistency. It's not just about the miracles. It's about having a life of miracles. God wants us free. He wants us free so that we can give. The more we give, the further the gospel goes. The more, the more ministers can be empowered and released to do the work of the Father. So I, I implore you tonight to catch hold of what God is doing in our community. He wants us to become generous people that give consistently every, at every opportunity. The generous person is always well watered. And that's who we are. That's who we are. We're good at receiving because we know our Father and we know who we are. But I want to encourage us to journey into knowing what it is to be generous givers. So tonight, those who are, have um, struggled, I want you to put a seed in tonight. We're going to believe God. God breaks chains. About this time last year, Louise and I were looking at losing our house because business was so tough. We continued to give consistently and we are virtually debt-free now. Like I'm talking hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of miracles. God is real. God is real. So I want to encourage everyone here tonight to partner with the Father and take on the full nature of Christ, the one who gave himself for us. So come up tonight. This is an opportunity for you to give. This is an opportunity for you to begin a journey of a consistent giving lifestyle. I'm just going to pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that those who come tonight to give are going to encounter you in a brand new way. Lord, just as I've seen you every time you've said give, Lord God, you've, you've always come through. You've always looked after every single need because that's a part of your nature. That's a part of salvation, being completely looked after by the Father. Thank you, Jesus, right now that we're going to see miracles happen. We're going to see businesses turn around. We're going to see finances turn around. We're going to see favour from you, Father, coming upon your children where they're going to go out and they're going to get jobs. They're going to get promotions. They're going to be uh, lifted into greater positions of funding in Jesus' name. God, we thank you that we see through your eyes from tonight on. We see what giving really does, how it releases lives, how it releases the gospel, how it sees nations saved, how it sees this city saved. Father, we thank you now in Jesus' name that you 
move on this giving and that you multiply it in Jesus' name right now. Amen. It's here for the night, so as you feel God moving on you, come along. But don't be just led by feelings, be led by commitment. Keep giving regularly because that's what funds the kingdom. That's what makes the gospel go further. Love you guys. Awesome. So now's the time. Now's the time. Come and, come and give. I encourage you to do that. Thank you, Julia. There's something powerful about what Julia was sharing because it isn't just a message. It's, it is a life lived. And I can testify, tracking alongside closely with Julia and Lou and their family, the weight of experience behind what you just heard. Praise God. Again, there's also the bank details as well. That I know that that's practical as well for people who would like to give it electronically. Hallelujah. Are you ready to receive? Are you ready to receive? Yes? Yes. Say this. Father... Father, I am ready to receive. Unless you're a good receiver, you will struggle in the kingdom. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. How do you get a wage? You work for it, you earn it. But the gift of God is eternal life. How do you get a gift? You receive it. You're about to receive a gift tonight. The word of God shared from the heart, the mouth of one of my favorite people, Pastor Catherine Ruanala. She's not just a, a leader. She's a dear friend and, and someone, her and her husband, Tom, who couldn't be here tonight, uh, spiritual parents to Ruth and myself. They're not just leaders, they are family. So I want to endorse her to you. Her, reputa her reputation goes before her, but I want you to open up in your heart to receive from her as if she's speaking on behalf of God. Because if you receive, if you honour someone the Bible says, honor a prophet in the name of a prophet and you'll receive a prophet's reward. That's a, I don't fully understand that scripture. It's so intense. If you honor the prophet and what they carry, you'll receive what they receive. So I want to encourage you just to posture your hearts to receive tonight. Can you please be upstanding as you welcome Pastor Catherine Ruanala? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, family. Hallelujah. Amen. What a pulpit. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Hello. 
Wonderful, wonderful Jesus. So, so lovely to be here. Oh, how we love him. Wonderful, wonderful Father. And I actually really appreciated um, the prophetic word uh, that Julia brought before. Julia, can you say again the, the words that you said, just the, the, the crux of the, the word that you brought about the pieces coming together? Can you just stand up and just tell me that again? Because that was really important. We love this man. What an amazing man of God. Yeah, so God just showed me a picture. It was pieces of the puzzle that were actually coming together and being clicked into place. And people were getting what was going on in this place and getting what God was doing in this move that would actually reflect the goodness of God in this city. So good. So good. That's a word from God. And um, I've, just, I've had the joy of being here for, since Monday. And it's been, it's so, it's such a treat for me because my schedule is normally really, really, really full. And um, just being able to have time uh, with Mark and Dave and uh, Ruth and Christine and the, the leadership team um, has, been, has been such a joy for me. And to experience just the, the water of God's love that is just pouring out in this community is so so precious and so beautiful uh, but you know it's in that place of love that i believe that the lord is really unlocking revelation and the gifts of the spirit i was sharing with mark this afternoon and um and and he said something powerful mark just come and share that little piece about pursuing love this is powerful i love it who loves this man wow He's actually um, our keynote speaker at the GCN Network Conference in Brisbane. And, um, and Ruth just told me that there's like a special on tonight, $69 flights. <laughs> so if you can come, come, because it's going to be wonderful. Thank you. Um, something Mitch and I have been processing, or well, a few of us, is just the 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1 says to pursue love. And to eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, spiritual gifts like prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom. And I feel like there's been a shift in my life and my heart where whilst I knew that verse, I would usually pursue the spiritual gift and there would be some, some degree of love that would follow, follow that. But there's this idea of pursuing love that there's this river of God's love that then if you engage with the river of living water, the river of love, coming from the spirit of love which he's given you, that he then gives you the gifts and they come into that river only to aid love because you can move in the gifts without love. But when you pursue love, it's like there's been an experience of just the deepest, most profound sharpness. Yeah, we're in Melbourne when we were there recently in Bendigo, there was... Um, I actually had a dream where a girl that had been at the meeting the night that I preached at, um, she hadn't come down the front. We were actually preaching holiness and people were repenting of sin and it was really powerful and there was a, there was a grace on it. And this girl didn't come forward. And, and God the Father so wanted this girl to walk in freedom that that night I had a dream about her where God literally unraveled her life to me in a dream. 
but I think there was something I had been pursuing of God's love that, that made me more trustworthy than I may have been in the past to see someone's life to such detail. And I woke up and he explained, this is what she went through here, this is what she went through here, this is what she went through here, this is what's happening in her life now because of this, this series of events. And then that morning at, at the church, I was able to actually find her in the room and minister to her. It's like, and, and the intricacy of God's love for the one to walk in freedom, that he would you know, give that kind of information to pursue her heart, to bring her home and into freedom. And it was 100% accurate, everything that had happened in the dream. And she got totally set free of some real issues that day. And we've actually stayed in touch. She's, she's a different person. There's something about love that makes us more trustworthy with the gifts. And I feel like there's a, a river of knowledge that follows the river of love. And I'm just so excited about that. So we've been processing that a bit. Mark, uh, and it's, it's beautiful. Um, I was having dinner with Dave and Ruth and um, Mark and Pastor Daniel was still here last night and we were, we were just talking afterwards and um, then I felt to share a dream that I'd had but as I was sharing the dream, or Ruth had said that she had a dream too but I shared my dream first and as I was sharing my dream, I actually felt like I felt this thought of, oh, I, I bet Ruth's dream had, was, had a beach and the ocean and that. And I just began to see the opening scenes of Ruth's dream. And I, I didn't say it. And then she shared a dream and I was like, that's amazing. And I realized that's never happened to me before in terms of God showing me what someone else's dream was, often dream interpretations, but not actually, I'll tell you what you dreamt. And I wasn't looking for that. It wasn't, you know, I didn't even look hard enough to see the whole dream, but I, I felt a realm starting to open up when we were just in such heart unity that it was like, we can speak plainly and see clearly here in a level that we haven't been able to see before because of love. You know, when Jesus was with his disciples, he was able to speak plainly with them and he was at, they were able to understand with crystal clear clarity. Well, I believe that the Lord's bringing us into a place like that. Um, but, you know, and then we, we were just spending more time together today um, and we were having lunch, David and Ruth and I, and I've, it was, um, I was sharing some things and, and, and it was so beautiful. God was just moving with such love and such power. And then Ruth shared another dream that she'd had, which was actually just an absolute confirmation of something I had just brought. And as she shared this dream, suddenly the Holy Spirit just came upon me in a way I had not expected, not premeditated, not thought about at all. And the Lord just began to speak to me really strongly through me that the Lord was wanting to recognize Ruth as a house prophet here in Darwin, that the Lord was, really was wanting to release her with an authority that was recognized as a prophet that would help uh, build in the church. You know, um, when it comes to the fivefold gifts, you know, the, the, the church is benefited when we rec receive a prophet in the name of a prophet. We receive a prophet's reward. And what that is, is it doesn't mean that they're always perfectly right. 
Are we all prophesying part? Prophecy always needs to be weighed. It always needs to be judged. And, and it always has to be lined up with the word of God, uh, filtered through the lens of, is this in line with the character of God? Does it line up with the word of God? But there's a, such a, a, um, with such a burning uh, commission from the Lord as I spoke. And so I really felt that tonight I would like to do that before we begin. I'd like to recognize Ruth and just ordain her as a prophet in the house because I believe the Holy Spirit wants to begin to release on another governmental building level. Um, you know, it's beautiful watching uh, David and Ruth, that apostle-prophet pairing, which I think is so powerful. But Ruth, when you, would you come up? We're going to pray for you. And maybe if you want to, um, Mark and Dave, and get a few of you, Mark, uh, David, you can just pull a few of your leaders up that you want to come and, and just get around them. We're going to pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. We're just going to get some oil. There's something powerful about doing this. And um, if you've never seen this done before, I believe it's important that we start to recognize, you know, a prophet in their own hometown is not uh, without honor. Uh, A prophet's not without honor except often in their own hometown. And I want to to tell you that the Lord is really speaking things in a way um, through Ruth that I really believe is going to be a blessing to many of you. He gave me a dream about her and all sorts of things. So we're going to pray for her. Is that okay? We're going to pray for her and we're going to just set her apart right now and just believe, you know, we all continue to grow in the giftings and Ruth will continue to grow, but I ask that you'll give her grace and that but you'll also open your hearts and begin to receive her with a new level of authority tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks, Julio. That's so awesome. Hallelujah. Well, why don't you reach your hands out to this precious woman? Father, we say thank you for Ruth. Lord, we thank you for the gift that she is, Holy Spirit, to Darwin. Lord, we thank you, Father, for Dave and Ruth and the way that they've just so willingly and joyfully laid down their lives to see this city saved. Father, I thank you for the blessing and the call of God upon their lives. Father, I thank you too for the mantle, Lord, that you've put upon her. But Lord, we thank you too that it's your, it's by the leading of the Holy Spirit that you've said, separate her out, call her out and recognize her in the office of prophet. So Father, today we say thank you for Ruth in the name of Jesus. We just anoint her and set her apart right now. We recognize her and we receive her as a prophet in this house here in Glory City, Darwin. Lord, we bless her. And we thank you, Lord, through the laying of hands, we just stir up that gift. We call it up to another level. And Lord, we bless her in the name of Jesus that she would speak with authority and wisdom and and power and love. Father, I thank you, Lord. Wow. Lord, for her willingness to say yes to you. Lord, we bless her. We ask for your protection, your blessing on her family. We ask for favor with God and with man. Lord, we ask for increased revelation. Lord, in the name of Jesus and the grace and the gifting, Lord, to speak. In the name of Jesus, everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. So good. Why don't you give Dave and Ruth a a big hand? We just love them so much. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's a good thing to do. Jesus, we love you. Oh, how we love you. You are the one our hearts adore. Jesus, we do. We love you. We say thank you. We thank you, Lord, for this time that we live in. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. This is the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we are living in such amazing times, in such a season of increase and outpouring. And um, I just, I really believe, I was, there were things I wanted to share with you tonight. There's so much I could say, but I actually don't feel like the Lord's letting me leave a, a, a word that he's wanting to bring to, the, to us as a church right now. And it's a prophetic word. And I believe the Holy Spirit is bringing us into a season of such divine acceleration and favor. This is the year of the favor of the Lord. Uh, you know, I, there are things that you've been believing for for a long time that are going to suddenly fall into place tonight. Bang, bang, bang. That in this coming season, you, you'll be saying, I feel like I'm walking in a dream. Because it's just going to click into place and you're going to see, wow, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. And as you trust him, as you believe, as you uh, wage war with the prophetic words spoken over you, as you, you don't be passive with it, but you listen to the Lord and say, tell me what you want me to do. And you walk in obedience to him. I know the Holy Spirit is, is going to reveal to you in a greater way the joy of the Lord and the faithfulness of God. And um, I was just reading in uh, John today. I love the book of John. I've got the Passion Translation here. Anybody got the trans Passion Translation? Oh, it's delicious. It's so delicious. And I, I just love this. You know, I was reading um, with Easter recently, reading about the Last Supper. And Jesus had all the disciples at the Last Supper. And it says here, after Judas left the room, so this is right after Jesus had just um, told, told them, one of you is going to betray me, and he gave Judas the bread, and then Judas got up and went to go and betray the Lord. Right after Jesus left the room, Jesus, I mean Judas left the room, Jesus said, the time has come for the glory of God to surround the Son of Man and God will be greatly glorified through what happens to me. And very soon God will unveil the glory of the Son of Man. I love it. Like when he's just been, he knows, my, one of my close ones has just gone to betray me. He was, he was saying, what's about to happen to me is going to turn out for so much good. And you know, when we de determine in our hearts to continually declare the goodness of God, the, the truth that he makes all things work together for the good of those who love him, this is how we fight our battles, hallelujah. As we, we determine to anchor ourselves to the truth of the goodness of God. And I believe that the Lord is wanting us in this coming season as we're anchoring ourselves to the truth of the goodness of God. No matter what we see happen, we go, this is going to end well. 
Hallelujah. Determine in your heart to see it. You're going to see it happen in surprising and glorious and abundant ways. Um, in my own life, it's a, I'm astonished to see what the Lord's doing this year. I've had prophetic words many years ago um, about stadiums opening to me, about you know all sorts of amazing major big words and big dreams that the Lord's given to me some 20 years ago coming to pass this year. Um, this year, in fact, um, Daniel Zelly with World Hope have been going into uh, Vietnam every year for eight or nine years and doing building projects, med medical projects. And, you know, just two years ago, he was in there doing a project, working with the government, helping the people. But because so many miracles were breaking out, he was actually put under house arrest for two days because they were very concerned about the crowds that were gathering. And they don't like crowds gathering in, in communist countries very much because they get concerned that it could turn into anti-government riots. But um, uh, this year, for the first time we, uh, in Cambodia, we had a major big government rally in the government central place in Sisyphon. And um, so it was so amazing what the Lord did. But this year, uh, in December, God's made a way for us to, to have a two-day Christmas festival in Hanoi with all of the churches working together um, and with the government uh, support working, you know, giving us the permissions. Uh, we're, it's all starting to come together now and we're hoping the, the, the um, Vietnamese heads of all the churches have said we want to get the 40,000 seat auditorium, I mean stadium in Hanoi and we want you to come and preach because we want to see miracles in Vietnam because we believe it's going to bring in a great harvest of souls this year, hallelujah, in December. And I've, I've had words about that for so many years and bang, I'm just coming in to reap where others have sown by the great grace of God. And um, other things that we're seeing, they're just, just crazy, glorious kindness from God. It's just bang, bang, bang. It's every week it feels like God is doing something new and something wonderful. And we go through seasons where things are going well and things are, are, are difficult. But when you see the goodness of God, you, you always have a continual feast. Hallelujah. But one of the keys that God has really impressed upon me very strongly for right now is the key of thankfulness and thanksgiving. Because when good things happen, it can be easy just for it to hit you cognitively and a little bit emotionally. You go, oh, that's nice. Isn't that great? Yay. And then move on. But if you let what God is doing in your life crack your heart open in a deeper way where you begin to pause and go, no, I really want to give thanks for what God's done. I want to say thank you for that. And I want to let the emotion of God's kindness crack open my heart until a well springs up from within me and springs up to heaven in worship and is met with the river of God's kindness and his pleasure for me 
so that it brings us into a place of worship where the joy of the Lord is released in such a way that it becomes our strength. You see, when we give thanks, what happens is we, we can just give an obligatory thank you. When I was a child, I was taught, you know, come on, say thank you. Um, and we have sometimes that attitude toward thankfulness. Come on, say thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for this. Thank you, Lord, for that. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about finding a door of thankfulness. And it could be anything. Thank you, God, that I'm alive today. Thank you, God, that I live in a country where I am not having to hide because of my faith. Thank you, God, where I can actually have a Bible and not have to hide it. And you can go, thank you, that's awesome, isn't that great? Or you could pause and let that thankfulness actually crack open an emotion in your heart that will cause a spontaneous worship to come forth. If you will allow it to go deeper and cause that well to spring up, what will happen is you'll start to engage in the ocean of God's love where your deep is calling out to his deep and you get caught in the middle of the, the wellspring of love for God and thankfulness for God and the outpouring of his affection and his love for you to the place where you get overwhelmed and you have to pray, give me strength to be able to comprehend this love that's incomprehensible. And when you start to do that, you enter into the joy of the Lord and the Bible tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Well, in this coming season, God is, God is inviting people into such supernatural favor that it is going to require supernatural strength for the pace. When you think about Elijah, when you know, he was in the, the cave and he was fed with bread and the angels made food and bread and and another time he was given bread by the ravens and he was given that before he had to go on a big run well god wants to give us supernatural food that is the joy of the lord because god's about to send people invite people onto supernatural acceleration And it's supernatural acceleration that will run with an authority because as we've been experiencing this ocean of God's love, the height, the depth, the width, the breadth, living in this springing up well where they're continually walking through the invitations of doors of thanksgiving every day and engaging with the joy of heaven, as we live in this place, uh, the Lord is wanting us, as we, as we engage there with him, uh, to begin to, to step into the now unto him who is able to be exceedingly abundantly above. During worship tonight, I was, um, I was seeing, I saw so many things in worship. It's such um, an open heaven here and it's so easy to see. But one of the things that I saw was a deep ocean, and right down at the bottom of the ocean, um, this plant opened up, and there was a ring inside. And as I took the ring, that the Lord showed me it was the ring of authority. Remember the story of the prodigal son when he had shoes put on his feet and a ring and a robe? 
What did the ring represent? What did the ring represent? The Father's authority. And I believe that the Lord is saying that as you are engaging in the ocean of God's love, the height, the width, the depth, the breadth, there is being an, released an invitation into Father's authority where you are going to see major mountain-moving authority being released. You know, I, I felt specifically uh, for Mitch tonight that the Lord was saying that there was going to be a gift of faith coming on his life where he would literally have mountain-moving authority where he would speak and just see things shift in the natural realm and, and authority for finances where he'd just speak and boom, it would be done. But I believe it's an invitation for every one of us and that there is an invitation into a supernatural acceleration where you've thought maybe this dream is going to take a long time. Well, get ready. It might just happen a whole lot faster than you realized because God is moving. And when it rains, it rains on the just and the unjust. This is just a season of outpouring and everything is going to grow quickly. Wheat and tares all together. I'm telling you now, I'm speaking as a prophet, we are in a season of divine acceleration. We heard it at the um, Australian Prophetic Summit, then I was, um, I, I sat on the um, global uh, international summit with Cindy Jacobs and James Gall and, you know, all the American prophets. And the same words came out as came out in Australia, and they were acceleration. Hallelujah, was such a strong word from the Lord. Acceleration and the fear of the Lord was another one that was, it's like God is moving with such power and with such acceleration. But in this season of acceleration, in order to maximize it, has anyone been surfing um, or body surfing? Anyone been body surfing? Yeah? So when you're body surfing or catching a wave, just catching a wave, I know you can't do that up in here in Darwin. You get eaten by crocodiles, they tell me. It's very scary. But if you've ever tried to catch a wave, what do you do when you see the wave coming? You position yourself and you start swimming, right? You don't just sit there and go, wave's coming. But you actually start swimming and it's then, as you're already moving, the wave comes and pushes you through. Well, God is telling you now, hear the word of the Lord. It is time to start focusing and swimming because the glory of God's wave is about to come and it will accelerate you in whatever direction you are currently going. So be very careful about where you're going right now because this accelerating wave is going to rain on the just and the unjust. It is upon us. Hallelujah. And you want to position yourself and you want to start swimming with it because we want to maximize what God's doing. But in order to see this acceleration, you're going to need supernatural strength. And that strength will come from the continuous, glorious joy of the Lord. He gives us access into that joy every day through so many doors. You could walk through so many doors into the joy of the Lord. And those doors are things that you could be thankful for. 
You can pick any one of the doors. I could be thankful for that. But if you, if you open that door and you engage with thankfulness on a level that's deeper than what you've engaged with before and actually let yourself feel the emotion of Jesus gave his life so that he could be with me, that I could be with him. If you, whatever door you walk through, thank you, God, that my children are alive, whatever it is. So grateful, God. Things that you've taken for granted are doors waiting for you to open, and they're a door for you to feast on a, a river of joy that God wants to unlock for you. Those who will do this will be positioned and ready for the divine acceleration. They won't falter, they won't stumble, they won't run out of puff. <laughs> because they will be already positioned in a place of thanksgiving. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I had a completely different word I was going to share with you tonight, but if you will get this right now, the Lord will do wonderful things. You see... There is so much revelation being released right now. There is so much in the way of downloads and things that the Lord is doing. But I believe that we need to prioritize the garden of our own hearts, that we would be able to enjoy what God's doing. Some people, when good things start happening, start panicking because they worry about what's the next bad thing that's going to happen because they've been so conditioned to warfare and fighting that they have trouble enjoying the moment. God is breaking that spirit of dread tonight because the blessing of the Lord brings wealth and he adds no trouble to it. That's happier news than you realize. God's wanting to empower you to be able to enjoy what God does, the love of God, the kindness of God in the moment and be able to give thanks for it in a way that you aren't going to be withheld or holding back from a fear of, I don't want to get too happy in case something bad happens. It's an irrational thought. It makes no sense. Yet it's a conditioned response that many of us walk in. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to crack through that barrier we put on to allowing ourselves to experience true joy. He wants you to be able to give yourself to experience genuine joy so that he can supernaturally strengthen you for the favor that he wants to pull you into. Amen, Catherine. That's right. Hallelujah. I'm going to do that. Yay. Hallelujah. Shankar <laughs> Maria. Father, we love you so much. We love you so much, God. Wow. Wow, 